Welcome to Women Who Startup Radio, a show about innovative, adventurous female entrepreneurs. What you're about to hear is an exclusive outtake from our interview with Azure Antoinette. This is the story of her big break as a poet. My name is Azure Antoinette, and uh, I am, I'm a teller. I'm a storyteller. It is, I think, no pun intended, poetry that her big break is with Maria Shriver, who her mother idolizes, and she grew <laughs> up watching. That's amazing. Just the the way that all came full circle. Like it was destiny. Azure's destiny was created right there. Maria Shriver comes up to the stage and she invites me to open the women's conference, which at this point, and I, I say this a lot, she could ask me to sell produce with her on the side of the tent and I would have been like, I'd love to. So I was like, cool. They're creating a huge benefit event and they ask her to come down in person and perform her poem for this room of pretty influential people. So I go home start to get more work like people are starting to hear about me uh we get a call in september from maria's producer saying that we got to change the whole poem we had to move ajour uh you know the first lady's coming and i was like well yeah of course the first lady's coming it's her conference and she's like no first lady obama's coming uh so we're gonna have you open the evening event and i was like cool for sure so i had and i was trying to be really cool because it took me months to memorize the first poem that i wrote uh which I didn't know at the time. I, I think around this time I had contracted multiple sclerosis, which affects my cognition. Uh, but I didn't, we didn't know that. It was, it's, it's still a few years before I had even gotten diagnosed. And so my memory had just really started to, it was very hard for me to get this stuff like in my body. And uh, so I write a new piece. Um, and then I look, my mom's like, have you seen what this, have you seen this website? And I was like, no. So I go to the website and it's like all the people and all the things of all the stuff. So Dalai Lama and Jane Fonda and Sandra Day O'Connor and Oprah is going to pop by and Brokaw and all the people. And I'm like, oh, wow, sweet. So I'm in my little studio apartment, which definitely is smaller than this studio. But it was a palace because it was mine and I paid for it with my poems. And uh, I hear a knock on the door. And they were like, you know, uh, uh, is Azure Antoinette there? And I said, it depends. Are you Sally Mae? And he was like, no. And I was like, yes, I am she. So they sent me this huge swag bag and it had all this stuff in it. And I was like, what? And they were like, we're going to send a car for you. I was like, no, I just need like 20 bucks for my Honda. Like I can drive to Long Beach. It's not a big deal. Like it's cool. Like I'll just drive. And they're like, no, no, no. We'll send a car. And I was like, okay. So I put all my stuff in my Adidas sports bag and just throw it all in there. And my mother would have had a fit if she would have saw how I arrived at this hotel. And uh, I go down there and there are these two women waiting for me at the front of the hotel, like, Miss Antoinette, Miss Antoinette. And I was like, yes. And they're like, would you like some water? And I was like, okay. You know, and I was like, are those snacks? Can I keep them? You know, like, I mean, it was just, it was surreal. And uh, they take me to my room and there's a card welcoming me and thanking me and we'll see you for your mic check. And I was like, what does that mean? Mic check. You know, so there are these women just, just standing outside of my hotel room the entire time. They're my handlers. Handle? can you come home with me? You know, and uh, they're walking me around and I'm meeting all these people. And, uh, you know, it's the day of the event. My mom, again, I had told her, like, I have a seat for you. I have a seat for D. 
She then subsequently interpreted that as I've invited another 12 people, including the butcher from the grocery store that we grew up near. So because Floyd really loves you. And I'm like, Mom, you can't bring the meat guy. You just can't. And she's like, we need another few seats. Do you want me to call? And I'm like, I'll get this. I'll get them. And then she had like half a row. This is ridiculous. So she comes. She's there. They take me backstage. It's the first time I'd ever had hair and makeup done. And I'm sitting there and I turn to my left and I see Sarah McLaughlin. And uh, who with the commercials with the dogs at the eye. Just one and a half paw. And I'm like. Oh my God, how are the pets? And she falls out. Like at this point, I had completely lost my sense. And I was like, I only have $3. And so it's so weird that you're here because I, I, I didn't know how to get you guys cash. And I tried to call in with my rewards card, but like, I want to help. And she's just over there, just like, what in the actual, like, it was all the things. So, and I quite literally had like three bucks, I think, in my checking account. And uh, which was pending. I don't even think I could access it. So I I get dressed and they, they take me backstage. And I had had my mic check earlier in the day. And they were like, you know, there's 15,000 seats in the arena. And I was like, oh, man, this is so cool. And there's all these jumbotrons and all these news cameras. And so I said I just needed to know. I was like, is my mom here? And uh, they were like, yeah, yeah, she's here. We got to confirm. You're all set. They mic me up and they walk me up to the uh, on deck, which is where you go when you're waiting to go on. And um, I hear I feel a tap on my shoulder and I, a woman says, I love your work. And I turn around and it's Mary J. Blige. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you are you're yourself. Look at you. I love your work. And she's like, I'm so nervous. I was like, Mm-mm. just sing the song. And she's like, I'm not singing. I was like, you should. <laughs> so we had a whole chat. About, and then she's like, is your Blackberry charged? I was like, mm-hmm. I have three dollars, but it's charged. Like I told everyone that I had no money. And all of the things that they didn't need to know. And uh, I go out on stage, uh, perform the poem. I could feel it that day. I felt I felt really dropped into who I was. Uh, and I'm looking around and there's just, there's all these lights and all these humongous screens. And, and then I could just, I felt, I felt the entire place just like the whole, that same feeling from that poem about, getting up and, and, and looking with new eyes and it all just it all felt like I was like I have no idea how this is going to turn out like I don't I don't even know how I'm going to pay rent in a week but like it was always just for this and my mom's here and uh, I put my mom's name in the poem as a like just an honor to her and uh, I go backstage still just trying to kind of get my feet and uh, they're, they're unmiking me and you know they're like you did great azure and here comes all these dudes in these coats and they're talking into their sleeves and they're marching towards me. And I was like, Oh shit, it's Sally Mae. Oh fuck. She found me. Like, you know, I was really, I was real stressed and out of the throng comes Oprah Winfrey. She's eating this bag of Fritos and she turns around and hands them to Gail King. Who's like, thank you. And, uh, she grabs me by the shoulders and I'm like, don't tell her you have three bucks. Don't, she doesn't care. It's fine. And you know, she's like, thank you, Azure. You were amazing. And I was like, welcome Oprah Winfrey like that's all I said and she turns me around to Maria Shriver and was like she's great Maria's like don't you love her and Oprah's like I love her and I was like me too (laughs) and then Maria was like we should put her in the magazine and Oprah's like oh I would love to put her in the magazine and I say in the middle I would love that I could call me if I have minutes I'll get the call 
Because, you know, we were still dealing with minutes, you know, free, free nights and weekends, seven o'clock is free. And uh, they were like, OK. And they air kiss. And I'm like, me too. And uh, they walk me back to the green room. I walk in. Sandra Day O'Connor is sitting there and she's like, well done, young lady. And I'm like, I have so many book reports about you. I know all of it. And she was like very awkwardly just didn't know what to, I mean what do you say and I was like azure like you've just been given the opportunity of a lifetime and the, all the things that these people are taking away are horrendous so you know like I go back to my hotel room go you know um I see my mom I, I see my mom afterwards secret service goes to get her bring her on stage her girl crush was definitely always Maria Shriver and she loved Arnold Schwarzenegger like to a fault we saw Total Recall way more times than anybody should see that film. And so we're standing there and Maria says to my mom, you know, we almost canned her. And uh, my mom's like, huh, huh? You know, just speechless. One, one of the only times I've seen it in my life. And uh, she's like, no, but I'm glad we kept her. She killed it. And then Arnold walks over and thanks me. And then they put their arms around my mom and they're like, picture? So it's the four of us standing on stage. Paparazzi comes rolling over in every photo. My mom's like, where do I look? I don't know where to look, Muff. Oh, and I'm like, close your mouth, Mom. It's weird. It's not going to translate. After that, the doors just started to open. Things just started to happen. So I became this corporate storyteller. Everybody has a story. Everyone has their own story. And her gift to the world is the ability to tell that story in a way that makes it totally relatable to many other, to many other people and, and makes it feel real. Thanks so much for listening to Women Who Startup Radio. We'd like to thank our team, our sponsors, P2B Investor and Steno Coworking Space, our producer, Aaron Bassidy, and our engineer and co-producer, Allison Wrights. At Women Who Startup Radio, we're writing women back into history by telling the stories of innovative, adventurous female entrepreneurs. It's time to put on those boots and keep climbing. Keep climbing. Um, when, when I was just kind of thinking about it, there was a, a poem um, named If by Rudyard Kipling. And so it says, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good, nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet triumph with disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they're gone and so hold on when there's nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth a distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, 
and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. You can subscribe to Women Who Start Up Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. We love to hear your feedback and your stories. Rate us on iTunes and let us know what you think on Twitter at, at WW Startup Radio.